listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Sroges. Chapter 31, Miriam. After a week, Miriam gave up nagging Key, especially since Matt was spending less time with Joe anyway. She hoped the issue had taken care of itself. He was still distant from her and the other girls, but they were also fast approaching the end of the first quarter, and they were all worried about their first round of exams. Tilly had scheduled time in one of the magic practice rooms to prepare for... Whatever Thielman will throw at us. And Ion's copy of Laura Pfeiffer's travel journal was marked with so many extra pages, Miriam was surprised it closed. Key went everywhere with the trousers she had made, carefully embroidering the hems and pockets in her spare time, and Matt read all day long. What is it you've been reading, anyway? Miriam finally asked, as the two of them arrived, along with Ion, in their history class. Matt had the decency to look up as he took his seat. It's, uh, hang on. Reed, already sitting down, lifted the cover of Matt's book. Are you reading about dream nets? What's a dream net? Miriam put her bag down and sat at her desk. It's kind of like a fishing net, only it's supposed to catch dreams instead of fish. You usually hang it near your bed. Ion blushed when Reed gave her a surprised glance. I'm sorry. You could have answered that. Not at all. I didn't realize you were Vitnu. Oh, I'm not. I just know about it. Miriam didn't know much about the religion. Even in the Harthang province, which maintained religious freedom, people didn't talk much about things like that openly. They're everywhere in Suhad. Do you have one? For the first time, Miriam heard Matt speak directly to his roommate. Reed's behavior, however, did not indicate this was unusual. Since I was a baby. But I didn't bring it, because it's really delicate. Does it work? Absolutely. I used to have this nightmare about being kidnapped. And one day, there was a piece of paper stuck in my dream net. I didn't know where it had come from, so I pulled it out had the same nightmare the next night, and the next morning, the paper was back. This time, I realized it was the dream, so I left it there. I haven't had that nightmare since. How did they work? Some kind of dream magic? Dream magic's too rare. There's no way there would be enough people who know how to do it. You know how binding magic works by making particular patterns? Dream nets are the same. You tie the net using a pattern of knots. Knots are important in Vietnam. And if you tie the pattern right, the net doesn't just filter out bad dreams, but bad thoughts. If you don't tie it right, well... If it's like binding magic, is there more than one pattern? I think so, yeah. Matt leaned forward in his chair. Do you know how to do it? Nah. Our temple leader tried to teach me. Said I should be good with cotton cord, but I just made a mess of it. He deflated a little at this, but Reed continued. See, one of the knots you use actually allows the net to break. That's because nightmares used to hitchhike on owls, and we only wanted them to catch the dreams, not the birds. Anyway, if you don't tie the knots exactly right, the net just falls apart. He paused and looked between the other three. Sorry, I didn't mean to ramble. Not at all. It's very interesting. There aren't that many people in Antaran who make dream nets. Ion's voice ran out with a perfectly true chord. Not just anyone can do it. It's a real art form. Anyway, why the interest? 
Something Anthony said to me. Miriam once again heard an odd chord in Matt's voice. She thought of what Joe had said to her, but the chord was not the same as what signified lying. She didn't know what to make of it. From the way Reed eyed his roommate, he also thought Matt wasn't truthful. But if he was going to say anything, he missed his chance as Mr. Connor walked in. Good afternoon. Today we're heading into the northern desert. What do you know about the Hukoth people? Thieves and murderers. Reed muttered. What was that, Reed? Several students in the front row turned around. After a moment's hesitation, Reed met their gazes and sat straighter in his chair. They're thieves, sir. They've been known to steal magic from people. Miriam was appalled. For all Reed's talk of nets that caught bad thoughts, he seemed to have quite a few of them. And did you get this information firsthand from the hoo-ha? Reed looked as surprised by her comment as she had been about his. No, but I don't need first-hand information from a Lenochran to know they hate magic. Mr. Connor cleared his throat. Actually, our understanding of Lenochran's anti-magic laws are based primarily on first-hand accounts. The first-hand accounts from the Northern Desert show that while the Hukoth approach magic differently than we do, their practices are wholly consensual. And as with many of the things we have discussed so far in this class, I believe the Hukoth are a good example of how fear stems from misunderstanding. Mr. Connor held Reed's gaze before turning to Miriam. And what do you know about the Hukoth people, Miriam? Nothing, sir. Nothing? Well, I've never been to the Northern Desert, and I've never met any Hukoth people as far as I know. Mr. Connor seemed to accept this explanation, because he turned away from Miriam. Anyone else? He scanned the class before settling on their corner again. Matt? Matt looked at the teacher, wide-eyed, and shook his head so slightly that Miriam wasn't sure she saw it. But it must have been enough for Mr. Connor, because he turned away from them to address the class as a whole. For those of you from the Southern Hemisphere, the Hukoth people are sometimes compared to Thisaju. They are artisans, and while not wholly nomadic, travel between desert villages is an important part of their religious practice. But upon close inspection, the similarity fades fast. You have been listening to Natural Magic. The role of Miriam was played by Stephanie of the Drift. Matt was played by Casey Kirkpatrick, and Reed was played by Michael Garnett. Indy Jones played Tilly, and Brittany Nunez lent her voice to the role of Ayan. Music from Pixabay. To learn more about our artists, or to read this book online, find The Stitch Witch's Apprentice on Tumblr, or follow the links in the show notes.